HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Omsom, the new pantry staple brand bringing proud, loud Asian flavors into your kitchen. This week on Meet and 3, we continue our trade series with a piquant look at the many faces of the spice trade. From the high price tag of saffron to the ubiquity of chilies and the potential ripple effect that farmer protests in India may have on the global spice market. You know, farmers are, are protesting because they feel like their lives and livelihoods are on the line. You find it in a lot of cured foods, like cured meat and Parmesan cheese. Um, you also find it in ripening foods, like ripe tomatoes are very high in uh, MSG. So there's sources of it all over the natural world. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Ian Chun, who is the owner of Japanese online tea shop and community, Yunomi.life. The website is not just selling tea, but highly inspirational and educational about Japanese tea and underlying unique Japanese culture. For example, you can meet tea producers on the designated webpage to understand each producer's um, detailed history, tea fields, and manufacturing philosophy with images and videos. So today we'll discuss how Ian got into Japanese tea, his philosophy of connecting people through tea, unique health benefits of Japanese tea, how, you, how to enjoy Japanese tea at home, and much, much more. But before you start, Japanese is available on the Heritage Video Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, uh, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Yan Chun. Hello, Yan. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for having uh Coming, joining us, and it's four o'clock in the morning in Japan. Five o'clock, so five o'clock. Yeah, thank you so much. For your early day. I'm sure you're gonna have a great day today. 
Um, <laughs> so first of all, uh, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Um, I am from Hawaii. I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, my parents were,、uh, my, my, on my father's side, I'm third generation Chinese, and my mother is from Taiwan.、Um, and because my mother is in Taiwan, obviously I grew up eating a lot of Chinese food, but I also grew up eating a lot of Japanese food.、Um, and of course, because I grew up in Hawaii, I was surrounded by a lot of Japanese food.、Um, so, I ate a lot of musubi going to school、uh, in the mornings.、Um, I remember my mom made the very greatest、um, ebi fry,、uh, fried shrimp,、um, Japanese style fried shrimp.、Um, at New Year's, we had, a, we had a family tradition to have.、Um, my mom called it shabu shabu, but it's really more like a nabe. Um, for New Year's, for some reason, we always eat that for New Year's.、Um, so, I, you know, my fondest memories growing up was of eating a lot of Japanese food growing up. Nice. So, it's funny that you said,、uh, you know, ebi fry, Japanese uh, uh, shrimp fry. It's unique, it's like a more fine panko, and then There is a test. If, if you're a patient person and there is ebi fry in the bento box, can, if you can save it until the end, you're very patient. And if you eat it first, you're very impatient. That's a kind of patience test. <laughs> 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 I don't know which one you are. Yeah, it's, it goes very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay.、Um, so you went to、uh, Brown University, and uh, once uh, you decided to become an astronomer, But how did you get into the tea business? <laughs> It's a very long,、uh, it was a 10 year path between、uh, Brown University and the tea business.、Uh, like you said, I, I went to Brown University because they had a very,、um, um, well, they're a famous school and they're a very good school and they had a very good、um, astronomy program.、Um, You know, I wanted to be a, an astronomer at that time in my, when I was 18 years old.、Um, I ended up、uh, the summer after my first year of college, I ended up at the Institute of Astronomy、um, at University of Hawaii as a, like a, a, part, like a research assistant.、Um, and I helped a, an astronomer build a Uh, basically, build a photograph of a star cluster、um, using the data that they, he had gotten from a radio telescope.、Um, and it was the most boring thing I have ever done in my entire life. <laughs>、um, it was very interesting in terms of the science,、um, but to process the data was very lonely and very boring. and I ended up reading, I started to read some,、uh, just by chance,、um, I started to read some、um, novels by Kawabata Yasunari, is a, I think he's the Nobel Prize winning、um, um, novelist from Japan, right? And I decided that I was going to switch my major at college to, from physics to literature, which.、Uh, Nobody in my family was very <laughs> happy with. But、um, that was my initial introduction to 
uh, or initial, you know, like conscious um, introduction to Japan and what made me want to start learning Japanese. And eventually I um, came to Japan for the first time as um, a student um, in my third year of college. And I just, you know, I fell in love with so when my my first uh my first year of college I actually when moving from Hawaii to uh Rhode Island on the east coast uh I lost 15 I think I lost about 15 pounds the um the cafeteria there was all you can eat on one hand but I didn't really enjoy the food uh that was made at the cafeteria um and then, so when I came to Japan, the food was just amazing <laughs> here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of like coming, in a way, it was kind of, it felt like coming home. Um, and so after college, I came back to Japan and I, I did the JET program. I studied, I taught, I taught English. Then I landed a job at a magazine company. Um, that produced uh, surfing magazines and Hawaii travel magazines. Um, then I um, continued my uh, literature degree um, and got a master's of literature at Sophie University. A master's in Asian studies, I should say. They didn't have a master's for literature. Um, but I studied with... Um, uh, I studied... Um, contemporary Japanese literature in college as well but in the at Sophia University I my my research focus was on rooftops and the motif of rooftops in Japanese literature and society um, and that kind of led me to the use of rooftops in commercials um, and I just, and I started this was about the time when the iPhone was coming out and I started to realize how um, how influential business can have on the activities of business can have on culture and society. You know, iPhone was changing the way we were doing everything, basically, right? Um, and then I looked at you know the way rooftops were being used in commercials, um, and in Japanese um, culture, you, rooftops, the the history of rooftops, rooftops meaning like a flat uh, okujo in Japanese, which is a flat area that somebody can go on top of versus a uh, yane um, or yane no ue, which is a, um, a slanted roof that you, you're not supposed to go on top of. Like So a, a space above a building um, that you can go onto as an okujo um, you know, has, a story, has a history in Japan that has changed um, and the meaning of it has changed with time. Um, and in the modern era, um, the rooftops are a space where you can go to to kind of escape society, and it has that kind of meaning. And it had that meaning for like beer commercials and ramen commercials, where you wanted to just get away from the stress of life. So I started studying that, and that kind of led me to a job in. Um, I ended up with a job as a web editor at an IT company, um, editing their website which um, I ended up joining the company and getting into marketing um, and found that I was fairly good at being part of corporate America. However, um, you know, I didn't come from a business background where as my, and then I got married and my wife 
wanted to do an MBA. We went to, we ended up going to, she ended up going to Cornell. So I ended up following her. Um, and so we placed her career first. Um, and at that time, I had met a Japanese tea farmer from, from Kyoto. Um, during my previous job at that company, I was a um, I ended up helping the company set up uh, e-commerce websites uh, throughout Asia Pacific. Um, so I ended up um, helping this tea farmer from Kyoto set up a website um, to sell his tea in English, um, and that's how I that's how I really first got started in the tea industry. Um, and my the company name is called Matcha Latte Media, and I had gotten that idea. Um, because, uh, I liked matcha latte for one thing. Um, but I thought that it was a very interesting metaphor for the combination of something Japanese and something Western. Uh, and I thought that could be a very interesting, like a name for a company. Um, (laughs) I didn't think at that time how badly the acronym would sound, um, but I uh, decided that it was, you know, you know, I had set up the, I said by that time I had set up the company. Um, and so I set up the company as a kind of a web consultancy, a web consultancy to help people build websites to access foreign markets um, in English. Um, and not more, not merely just promote them, but be able to actually generate business for them. Um, and I, w- I got very interested in helping tea farmers um, or farmers in general, but tea farmers specifically um, because of the lifestyle they lead, led um, and because of the situation that I had discovered through this farmer, tea farmer from Kyoto um, and the fact that, you know, tea farming um, or farming in general had, you know, several um, long term problems um, that faced the you know agricultural community, um, and so that was my really my, my how I got into the tea business. Um, it was through you know the fact that I had just happened to meet a, a tea farmer who needed some help, um, but it was you know the I found tea to be very extremely fascinating as a kind of academically I found it to be very fascinating, and I had, of course I had loved tea from from before. But in terms of business, it was because of that farmer, um, Yasuharu Matsumoto uh, from Kyoto Ubu Tea Farms. He was very chariz- charismatic guy. Um, the first time he, he, he showed me a what's called a kabusecha, a shaded tea, he, I don't know if I should say this, but mm-hmm. he, he jumped up on top of the table to say, wow, this is great. Um, I was like, whoa, he jumped up on top of the table. <laughs> That's so, like a taboo um, in Japan, but he did it. So excited! <laughs> that's that's uh, that's not something you do in Japan, you know. <laughs> Definitely, right? Certainly. Yeah, he was in a euphoric moment. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a it's a long story, you know, coming from um, Hawaii to the tea business. But I think everything that you know led up to that, you know, everything in the story is part of part of the journey and leads you to where you are mm, right you turn many corners and then it seems like i don't know the synchronicity but i think it makes sense that i'm so glad that you're doing what i'm doing right now um 
Okay, and uh, so yeah, by the way, so you just mentioned, you know, how uh, the tea industry in Japan is declining. And so three decades ago, there are about uh, over 200,000 tea farms. And uh, as of like, five years ago, there are only 20,000. So it's only 10% remaining. And uh, the farmers are getting older, average age over 50, 60 years old. And um, of course, like any other traditional industry, um, younger generations tend to stay away from hardworking farming um, business. So it's hard. So It is. And it's interesting when you, there's a new you know, social media app called Clubhouse. Um, and I'm on there and I'm listening to young farmers on there talk about how, you know, they, they never seem to be happy. I mean, they're happy, but they, they don't have a very good, they have a very pessimistic outlook on farming and the tea industry, if uh, for tea industry specific farmers. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very sad to hear um, that how pessimistic they are about their own industry. Mm, right. I think uh, that reminds me of, uh, you know, the Japanese sake industry. Um, now it's really booming outside Japan, which motivates a lot of sake producers. And uh, they're inventing a lot of uh, products uh, towards more foreign market. It's like very creative. But um, yeah, I think um, the image of traditional industry stays dark and, you know, it's like uh, declining. But who knows, maybe you're creating that platform to market Japanese tea outside of Japan and that's stimulating the whole industry. I hope it's going to happen. Um, I believe so. Um, I don't think we are specifically having a an impact on the industry yet at our size. Um, I think that we have done some work. I don't know if it's, you know, well, I don't know if we are the ones influencing, but I think we have... Um, we our stance towards um, transparency and teaching people about the people who are behind the products that they are consuming. Um, I think that um, has spread through the Western industries. Um, and tea itself is uh, the exports for tea is increasing, has increased over the last 10 years um, quite dramatically. Um, but it's still only like a drop in the bucket for the Japanese tea industry in general. Um, I guess it's the, it's one of two things, um, that are increasing positively in the, in the tea industry right now. The other being, um, the growth of the matcha industry, um, domestically and abroad. Um, but primarily, uh, as, as popular as, matcha and Japanese tea um, are getting in the U.S. and um, in Europe and elsewhere. Uh, I can see I can see my clients in Thailand, for example, are doing very well and they're, they're getting a lot of competitors as well. Um, and more and more people in Thailand are drinking matcha. Um, but the, um, the, the majority of the tea industry still is is in japan 95 percent or 90 94 percent maybe now because of the um decrease in production but um it's still the majority of it is still domestic um and that domestic industry is not 
doing so well. Mm. Um, right. Yeah, the, I, uh, when I first saw your website, I was excited because it's a, you know, tea is a lifestyle, in my opinion, and your website really depicts what it is um, because, you know, it's a packaged product at the end of the day, but it's like,、um, you know, if you go to Japan, if you go to somebody's house, there's a tea always served. And it's always, it's not something to consume, it's part of your life. So,、um, so yeah, <laughs> it's, that's actually kind of part of the problem, actually, in Japan, at least.、Um, yeah, the, culture of, the culture of tea, and I think you know, the culture of tea is one of the primary reasons why I, I love doing this business.、Um, but the culture of tea in Japan is to, it's, it's part of the omotenashi、um, um, for the hospitality that you serve as a, as a host to your guest, right?、Um, and because of that, tea is. is Is always free.、Um, and that is part of the problem for the industry, I think. Interesting.、Um, it's, it's not, you know, you go, you, you walk around Japan, and it, like we were、uh, this past weekend, we went to a restaurant that serves unagi,、um, very high quality unagi, and we received. Japanese tea, green tea、um, in the beginning, as, as you know, for free.、Um, and it was definitely not on the menu.、Um, coffee was on the menu, black tea was on the menu, oolong tea was on the menu, but not green tea. You know, it was not something that you could order, it was something that was free in the restaurant. And because it was free, they, that restaurant is、uh, maybe. Maybe the quality that kind of maybe reveals something about the quality of the restaurant, but that restaurant was serving、uh, pretty low grade、um, green tea, unfortunately.、Right. Interesting. So, like, you know,、um, what I heard in this country a long time ago, Japanese restaurants served free sake, which was cheap for free, <laughs> and you get a headache. That was really a bad start of、oh, really? the introduction. And also,、um, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago in New York, restaurants started to charge bread. And the first time people said, What? <laughs> it has to be free. Why do you charge money for bread? Because it comes with food. But then I think people's perception changed that they're willing to pay for very special bread rather than being discarded because nobody actually touches it, that kind of thing. So I think that perception can change. But、uh, I think the un- other well, thing is. I'd be very is, interested to know how that has changed for, for bread and for other products. Yeah, I, I think、um, because now it's becoming、uh, the focus of attention, media started to feature oh, this bread is really good and this how it's made and this kind of video how it's made or the ingredients and how sustainable. All this marketing,、um, it's not just marketing to create some. A fad, it's about reporting how actually important to show one piece of bread can have a lot of efforts and quality. And that's the thing people want to feel and find. And by effectively, you can save、um, food waste too. So that's how I think it happened. But、uh, well, the, you know, that additional 
perceived value in terms of tea, I think what you're doing amazing is that on your website, you say your business is based on the idea of people to people more than just farm to table. So could you yeah. elaborate on that? Um, yeah. Um, well, you know, when I, when I started the, I started the business, not because I liked tea. Um, and so that was, that's probably probably the main reason why, uh, I ended up with this, um, uh, philosophy. Um, I started the people because I, I started the business because I love the people in the business. Um, I met, one tea farmer who introduced me to other tea farmers and I helped many different tea farmers um, launch their websites in English. I discovered that it was, um, it made more sense to aggregate them into one location instead of market their websites separately. Um, and therefore um, that's how I got started um, with the um Uh, launching youknowme.life um, after I launched the business. Um, and so because I was very interested in um, Japanese, uh, the tea farmers uh, in Japan and farming, the farming community in Japan, I, I wanted my, I wanted customers to really know the fact that this tea is not just good, but it comes from, you know, this person who has done so much work to put, to, to make it for them. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's very basically the same thing. It comes from, um, the farm and goes to your table. Yes. But, you know, it's, it's in a way, in a way, the commerce of the activity of the commerce, commerce, um, the transaction between, uh, the farmer, um, to the, the consumer is a form of communication. And you hear that in other you know, people who are doing marketing, you hear that, you know, it's, you know, we want this, we want our consumers to, you know, experience this when they, when they taste our product, right? Um, I think that's a form of communication to me. Um, and therefore, tea is um, representative of the fact that um, the emotions, the the intentions and the will of the Um, producer is um, transferred to the person who is consuming it when they um, when they are able to um, taste the product, and so that's that's that really underscores the the business and what we're doing and everything we try to do, the things we don't try to do, um, and this idea of people to people. Mm, right. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like. Um... Like in New York City, there are many farmers market. Like especially if you go to like Union Square farmers market, we know that farmers wants to talk about their products. But when it comes to tea producers, they don't have that access to direct direct communication with who's using it. And uh, whatever I interview, like sake producers or anything, um, anybody who's doing something traditional, they have so much to share. And uh, I'm so glad that you are doing what I want to do <laughs> on your website because the information is so plenty, abundant, and uh, some of them have videos, and it's really fun. So yeah, people... it's it's not i it's still not ideal. It's not you know it's not a two way communication between, um, and that that's something I've struggled with. And like I w I would like to find a way find a way to um, 
recreate that farmer's market experience um, online um, across languages. And that's the main thing, like it's across languages, right? Um, and if you could find a way to do that, and I've, I have lots of ideas about how you could do that. Um, not many of them, not very practical, um, but um, you know, you know, like if you could, if you could click a button and have a video call from the website to the farmer, um, that would be, and the farmer would pop up on a live video chat for you could chat with them. That would be great, except that you know, there's a time difference mm. and a language barrier. Right. Um, so yeah, um, but maybe. Yeah, it sounds yeah. pretty realistic to me, except for time difference. You know, we can we are managing. You know, you are fourteen hours ahead of me, <laughs> but we are talking. Yeah, it's. But then you know the other thing is that farmers are not always their own best salesmen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Sometimes they can, um, you know, it could. They yeah, so they're not salesmen; they're farmers; right. they're producers. Right. Well, that's, so that's isn't that's it? one of the other problems right but we that's what we want to know right like uh, refreshing we don't want to be sold we want to buy it because i like this person that kind of uh, mindset so but you have a, a right, right. over 125 small producers and uh, actually have yeah, a, we actually that's old we actually have like 170 now oh my god you have to yeah. <laughs> update the number on the <laughs> I have update, page. I have to update the website yeah <laughs> okay um so Basically, we're going to talk more about um, the producers, um, actual producers on your your clients. But uh, so first, let me ask you about um, what is the difference between Japanese tea and other types of tea, such as Chinese tea? Um, so very basically, the most, the majority, the vast majority of the tea in Japan is um, sencha. Um, and it is sencha is made uh, is a green tea made by steaming the leaf after you've harvested it. You steam the leaf, then you roll it, and you dry it as you roll, and then you um, then after it dries, you dry it a little bit more, and um, and then you refine it by um, removing um, the stems of the leaves. Um, and this process makes it into a kind of needle-like shape. Um, and this defines most the vast majority of the tea produced in Japan. And there are variations. Um, Chinese green tea, act, Chinese green tea actually makes up most of the green tea that is uh, on the market around the world, except for Japan. Um, and Chinese green tea is primarily made by, um, instead of steaming, um, you would you would fire it in a pan, not exactly roast it, but you would you would heat it, but um, directly against a metal surface, um, and that is what stops the oxidization uh, process in the leaf, um, and so it creates two different types of green teas. Um, pan firing also occurs is also made in Japan, but it's much a smaller percentage of the production, um, and so. Uh, Japanese green tea is primarily, you know, you could think of it as primarily as a steamed green tea. That that allows it to retain um, a lot of the uh, nutrients um, in the leaf that um, was originally um, there in the leaf. Mm. And not to mention that beautiful green color. And the beautiful green color, yes. Okay, so and, and what are the benefits of drinking Japanese tea? 
Um, I generally don't promote uh, tea for for health benefits um, because uh, I think it gets comp. Well, besides you know the legal legalities of promoting tea for the health benefits, there's a lot of. Um, I think that. I think that there's a lot of evidence that shows that green tea um, has um, can be potentially healthy for people in different ways, um, but the everybody is different. Um, every person's body is different, and their originally their diet is different. And I think that the the my my belief and the what I think about when I when I talk about the life a life steeped in tea. Um, or in Japanese, I say "ocha no jinsei." I think that tea is part of a lifestyle that is healthy, um, and that lifestyle, including you know the diet that you, uh, the things that you eat, um, and Jap- you know primarily Japanese cuisine because it's Japanese uh, tea. But the that that lifestyle is. Um, Essential. The lifestyle entire in its in its entirety is essential to leading a healthy life, um, and that's my philosophy for drinking, um, for you know approaching tea for its health benefits. The um, and you know of course the benefits of I think the benefits of drinking tea are um, more in terms of mindfulness um, when you drink tea in the way that um, it is. It has traditionally been drunk in Japan, in terms of, in terms of you know um, the tea ceremony on one hand, but in more casually in terms of um, what you do the the social activity of drinking tea um, in your home with with your family or with friends who visit, um, and that that activity itself is um, part of I think part of the benefits of tea and a lifestyle um, which in which tea takes a central part. Right. Wow. What an excellent answer. Mindfulness. And uh, it's really true. Like any occasion you have a break, there's tea. Like come home, you want to just take a break and then come down, you have tea. And uh, for gathering and after dinner, it's just always something you just draw the line between activities, which is, I think it's really important. It's not always... And, you know, if the if, if somebody is really into tea and, you know, an aspiring connoisseur, um, and I think our website leans towards uh, those people who are aspiring connoisseurs, um, the... It is... It is very meditative to... Um, taste tea in the way that you taste wine um, or you taste sake or you taste whiskey you, you you're tasting for the subtleties and differences and flavors um, and when you when it comes to tea that becomes very meditative um, for many people um, and I think that meditative process is you know part of this idea of of leading a balanced life mm, right okay and uh so there's another element of um, tea. So in, in the U.S., for example, people really don't have uh, the habit of drinking tea like Japanese people do, and we tend to rely on tea bags. But 
what is the um what's the kind of advantage what why should we drink uh leaf tea instead of tea bags for convenience um in pr primarily um tea bags are meant to be something that is cheaper it's actually interestingly it's not cheaper because of the the extra material that's used for the tea bag as well as the cost of you know packing the tea and the leaf into the tea bag um but the you, but it's you what happens is that um you get very low quality leaf in general you get very low quality leaf in in the tea bags and you get a small amount um and so it's meant to be used um not to be used in a an efficient manner um efficient in terms of time um but not really efficient in terms of of getting the most flavor as well as a the most quantity out of the leaf um traditionally when you use uh loose leaf tea the tea leaves are whole leaves or larger leaves and of higher quality um and so you get a better flavor out of it and you would you would steep the tea um several times and this goes for not just japanese tea but tea all tea in general um you could steep it several times so you would get much more out of the leaf than the a, a single tea bag um by itself um but the primary thing is that it is and um there are people who use high quality leaves and pack them into tea bags um so that you can have the convenience with high quality tea but it's still very rare um and so the the better flavor um does come with loose leaf teas um as well as the more variety of the of tea types themselves um are available uh when you look at non tea bag um tea products mm right i've seen a video um of a processing factory of tea and then after the machine is done to process leaf tea the powder is left and that's going to be going to tea bags so it's it's maybe yeah. the high quality but it's just the you know powders <laughs> leftover powders um but it's better than not drinking tea i guess but that's uh, the fact and then as like you said the price is not cheaper just because it's powder but um right so well listeners it's worth buying leaf tea and uh or well, i'm going to talk about this ask you the question later but you know like you have a nice teapot teacup and there's a ritual like making a nice cup of coffee it's the same thing and you grind um coffee beans you smell better it's the same thing you have better appreciation of tea leaves so i'm for right. leaf tea right. and the tea bags <laughs> Um okay so um there are uh, famous tea producing regions in Japan so for listeners who are not familiar with those differences could you tell us um basic you know the regions that you would probably find once you okay. um shopping tea bag uh, um, the main produce production regions in Japan are um the Uh, Shizuoka is the largest region, Kagoshima is the second largest region. Um and then not Kyoto specifically, but the Kyoto region including um Nara 
Mie and Shiga uh, and Kyoto. That region also is the third major production region in Japan.、Um, and each region is,、um, you know, it has its own qualities in terms of、um, the, for example, the soil that is available there. And the, the terrain of the region also makes a big difference.、Um, and one of the primary examples is the fact that、um, much of The, the region in Kagoshima is flat land,、um, and therefore, it being flat, it allows for much more efficient tea production.、Um, the also, because the Kagoshima region is a newer region when it comes to tea production,、um, much of their equipment there、um, has been.、Um, is made for larger scale production that's more efficient. Um, and th- so they are able to produce、um, teeth that is if, of decent quality but lower priced.、Um, and so they have been e- ra- rapidly, well, they've been increasing their production quantity quite a lot.、Um, and they are also, in terms of seasons,、uh, they, the leaf、um, starts coming. Out in the springtime much earlier in the south、um, and becomes later as you go north.、Um, and so you have those types of differences between the regions, but you also have、um, differences in terms of production and what type of tea is mainly produced in those regions.、Um, and so you have、uh, Shizuoka that produces much, much more、um, like. S- Uh, sorry, tea leaf that has been steamed for a very long time, and that's called fukamushicha.、Um, and that long steaming、um, produces a leaf that is、um, a little bit m- or more su- sweet than it would otherwise be.、Um, and it produces a, the leaves break up much more when you steep it, and therefore it produces a very opaque green color and deep green color. Um, Kagoshima also produces a lot of fukumushicha, but they also do a lot of shading on their leaf.、Um, and shading uh, the leaf,、um, even for you know, a couple of days, will help the leaf become more, more sweet、um, and with a sense of、uh, um, umami taste to it.、Um, and then you have other regions that specialize, for example, in Kyoto and Fukuoka. Um, some of the best gyokuro comes out of those regions when gyokuro is a heavily shaded leaf.、Um, and Kyoto, of course, is very well known for its production of matcha.、Um, so, different types of teas、um, are produced everywhere on one hand, but、um, some regions are more well known for producing certain types of teas.、Mm. Right. So, basically, and, you know, the producers、right. have more experience in those regions. Mm, right. And、uh, of course, around the Kyoto area,、um, there are many tea farms because、uh, it used to be a capital of emperors and rich people. <laughs> and so that's the history. But、uh, I think just like、uh, wine h a v e different regions and terroir, tea is exactly the same thing and affected by、um, the water, a river, everything, the minerals, and also, like you said,、uh, how geographically uh, it's uh, situated. Right. So, well, it must be maybe you can have a tea tour, you know, like、uh, once COVID is gone, we can, you can organize a tea 
farm visiting tour. I would love that. They're, they're, the tea industry in Japan has become much more conscious of, of the fact that people want to visit the, the tea production regions. I think、um, in Shizuoka,、um, they built a new、uh, three, two companies and the Kawane region、uh, tea agricultural cooperative built,、uh, jointly built a matcha factory to produce matcha、um, from start to finish all in one place.、Uh, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful factory that unfortunately nobody gets to go to because they launched it last year. Um, but you would never, you know, until recently, you would never think to spend money on, on a nice design for the factory because it was just a factory.、Right. Um, but this factory is built so that people could visit and、um, be impressed by the factory. So there's more conscious,、um, people are more conscious here of the fact that people are, you know, interested in tea tourism. The company that originally you know, got me into the tea industry is very well known in Kyoto for, for their tea tourism activities.、Um, they've brought in hundreds of、uh, tea interns,、um, students、uh, from abroad to visit、um, the, the region of Wazuka and Kyoto to, to learn about tea. And so they're very famous for doing that.、Mm, wow. By the way, how do you select the tea producers that you work with? Um, so, primarily, I, I don't go to a region to find producers to work with.、Um, I do go to trade shows to find producers to work with, and then, you know, before I would visit them afterwards.、Um, but I do take, you know, when I meet them, I do look for、um, a. Do, it's hard to. It's hard to quantify, and, I, and this is a problem for me going forward in terms of how do you set some, a specific criteria?、Um, how do you, so that、um, your employees can、uh, also choose producers,、uh, select producers accurately? But、um, there is a sense of passion、um, that people give off, producers especially give off when. They are extremely passionate about their product and dedicated to it.、Um, and that's the criteria that I use to, to choose them.、Um, and as a, you know, as a result of their passion for their product, they're,、um, you know, they're farmers on one hand, but、um, tea is a processed food product. So you, know, you, don't, you don't eat. Tea leaf、um, that is raw. You don't like you would for cabbage, for example.、Um, and the farmers who are also processing their own tea leaf, they have their own factory and they're processing it, processing it themselves.、Um, they are craftsmen.、Um, and so there's a sense of craftsmanship、um, in, their, in their leaf and the passion that goes into it. Um, as a result. And so, you know, whenever,、um, you know, no matter what level of quality of the leaf is, you always know, you can always be sure that the leaf is,、um, the tea product is、um, of high quality.、Um, that, you know, on the website, it's a bit of a problem because then everybody's, you know, puts a very high rating on the teas and the rating itself becomes very meaningless.、Um, but the, 
the passion that they have for their product really shows through when you meet them or when you talk to them on the phone or and more recently um, a lot of the farmers especially the younger farmers are on instagram so you can see like you can see what they post about um and so that passion shows through i think mm, that's fascinating all right so uh we'll take a quick break here and when we come back ian will give us tips to enjoy japanese tea at home so please stay with us This episode is brought to you by Omsom, the new pantry stable brand bringing proud, loud Asian flavors into your kitchen. Omsom partners with iconic Asian chefs to craft rip and pour starters that pack all the specialty sauces, aromatics, and seasonings needed to cook restaurant quality Asian dishes in under 30 minutes. No more diluted dishes, no more cultural compromise. Just bold Asian flavors sitting in your pantry right between the tomato sauce and olive oil. Learn more at omsom.com. That's O M S O M.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Aki Kwatema, and my guest today is Ian Jun, who is the owner of a fantastic Japanese online tea shop and community. Uh, you know me, dot life. So,、um, who are your patrons? Who, are, who is drinking Japanese tea outside Japan? And、uh, if you do know why?、Um, I would say my patrons are aspiring or、um, connoisseurs,、uh, or so aspiring connoisseurs and connoisseurs of Japanese tea.、Um, and the reason why is because we have,、uh, and this is、uh, something that we need to work on. Um, but we have nearly a thousand teas and tea products listed on the website right now. So it's, and for somebody who is just getting started, it's, it's quite overwhelming.、Um, much too overwhelming for somebody who doesn't know anything about Japanese tea.、Um, and so the people who come to us to buy tea, they're buying. Um, they're searching through the website and spending much of their time looking through the website to figure out what they want to buy. And they'll end up buying several different products in every order in order to try different types of tea products、um, from different regions.、Um, and so they're interested in tea, they're interested in learning more about tea.、Um, Uh, and they tend to be,、uh, because our website until, until very recently was in, Jap、uh, was in US dollars,、um, most of the customers are coming from America right now.、Um, and actually, I've done some mapping of where my customers are based.、Uh, and it's very interesting that you can see that they are very often. They're concentrated in you know, population centers like New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, but they also tend to be outside of the main areas.、Um, so、um, they are, don't have ready access to high quality Japanese tea in their immediate area.、Um, and I guess that leads them to search online for high quality tea.、Mm, wow, that's excellent because now everybody can buy. High quality, super high quality, regardless of where you are. 
not just American country, like suburbs or it could be any yeah, any country. <laughs> we've had we've had customers from Tasmania and、um, Majorat. I think I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the name of the island, but an island, a、uh, French French、uh, territory between Madagascar and Africa.、Uh, we have a customer there and a customer in the middle of Siberia. The Siberian region and Russia, and so they they there we get customers from all over the place in the world, and we try to do our best to、um, be sure ensure that we can ship to all customers around the world.、Um, that has been a little bit more difficult in twenty twenty、um, because of the chaos that the pandemic has caused. So some customers we can't serve,、uh, the ones in Russia, for example. Um, it becomes much harder, but we try to, you know, we're not trying. On one hand, it's more efficient as a business to concentrate on one specific market, but、um, we, you know, by our philosophy, we want to be able to get good tea to everybody who wants it. Right. Well, I'm sure your producers, tea producers, must be really thrilled to hear, like, wow, it's it's drunk in a in the middle of this country, that country, and an island. So. All right, so、um, so now、uh, we know that Japanese tea is delicious and profound and then very healthy. I think so. Could you give us some tips to enjoy Japanese tea,、um, maybe at home and on a daily basis? So, like you said, it, it could be a little overwhelming. So,、uh, what tea shall we start、uh, start with, and、uh, what do we need to、uh, drink tea at home? Um, so I do recommend getting a teapot of some type,、um, and if you you can even use something like a French press,、um, and to use、um, loose leaf tea instead of tea bags.、Um, although tea bags, you know, can, can be good if you have good tea inside the tea bag,、um, but primarily the main thing, especially for Japanese green tea. Um, the primary things to pay attention to are the temperature of the water and the time that you're you, that you're spending to steep it.、Um, black tea、um, generally you steep it for three to five minutes, but for Japanese green teas, primarily you steep it for you know thirty to sixty seconds,、um, and that time frame is important in making the tea、um, just. Light, strong enough that you that it's enjoyable, but not too strong.、Um, and the temperature of the water plays a very big、um, is a very important factor in getting certain types of、uh, flavor out of the leaf.、Um, the amino acid theanine, which is a more savory flavor, is extracted at a lower temperature of about、um, what is it in Fahrenheit? About One hundred forty degrees Fahrenheit,、um, or sixty degrees、uh, Celsius, and as you increase the temperature,、um, the antioxidants,、uh, which are very bitter tasting, as well as the caffeine, is extracted at higher temperatures. So the higher temperature, the higher the temperature is, the more bitter the tea gets, and this applies across the board. 
um, with all different levels and grades of teas. So no matter what grade of tea that you might have, you know, if you want a sweeter taste, you should use a lower temperature. You can even um, you can even steep it in cold water, um, which takes longer. If you're the lo- the longer the lower the temperature is, the longer it takes to extract uh, flavor out of it. So you might leave it for put it into cold water and leave it in your refrigerator for um, three to four hours and you would have a very sweet iced tea um, at that when you do that. So the main things is temperature and time um, and pay attention to those and then you'll be able to have very, very good tea. Um, that being said, I know that it's very interesting. There's a generational gap in Japan at least. Um, and people who tend to be older like very, very bitter tea. Um, and I have some very, I have some, you know, suppliers who make absolutely, absolutely amazing tea, but they'll, you know, steep it at boiling with boiling water, which makes it very, very bitter. And they're like, this is what tastes great. <laughs> um, so it's very interesting. Wow. Interesting. So over time, people gain a palate for bitterness, maybe? Mm, maybe. Or, or <laughs> I'm not quite they grew sure. Up with bitterness, but, well, but they th- might have grown up tasting that, and right. um, that's what they like. Yeah. Right. But bitterness is a, on one hand, on the other hand, bitterness is a, um, an indication of uh, the amount of antioxidants in the leaf, in the tea. Mm. Good to know. So, right. Oh, right. So as for the temperature, I am lazy, so I don't use measuring, you know, temperature, um, like gadgets or anything. So how many, like once the pot is boiled, how many minutes shall I leave? Like five minutes or to get to the temperature around 140 de- degrees? Um, you know, actually, I've never thought about leaving the hot water to cool down. Um when you pour hot water into a container, um, like a ceramic container that is cold, generally, um, in general, um, and it depends on the temperature of your room, but in general, the the temperature of the boiling water will decrease by 15 to 20 degrees as it warms up, as the heat is transferred to the ceramic um, container. Um, so in, in traditional way of... of uh, steeping tea, you would pour it into your, you would pour hot water into your empty teapot. Um, that reduces it by about, you know, 15 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 degrees Celsius. And then you would pour it into your cup and then it reduces the temperature more. Um, and so by that time, um, the, the temperature of the water itself um, will decrease to 70 to 80 degrees Celsius, or what is that in Fahrenheit? Oh, wow. So um, you don't 160 have to... to mm. Yeah, so you don't wait. You use, the, you use your containers to your teapot and your teacups to, to change the temperature. Nice. Lower it. Um, and then if you want to lower it even more, you can use like a what's called a yuzanashi. It's another container that um, allows you to, you know, uh, make the water cooler, which is what yuzumashi stands for. Right. Um, or you can just use and, a big bowl, a ceramic bowl, to cool it down. Bowl, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, wow. And then, not to mention, there's so many、um, beautiful pots and cups to play with. So, I, yeah. Yes. It's, it's really fun to choose the, those things from. So, yeah. Let's, listeners, let's drink tea at home because it's so fun and、uh, you get mindful. <laughs> it's,、uh, you know, you have to wait for your tea. So, and you, and if you observe your tea leaves unfurl or open up, then that it's a form of meditation, I think. I, actually, I have a teapot that's made of a glass. So I can see actually the color changes and it's really, actually, really meditative. So that's my、uh, favorite moment. Right. Okay. So、uh, we are kind of running out of time. So,、um, What are your plans? So, this year I'm very focused on the not the, the front end, but the back end of the business.、Um, so, like I said, we were moving into a, we're moving into a professional warehouse.、Um, tea, the storage of tea long term should be done in a cool environment, like a refrigerated environment. So, The partner that we have, our warehouse partner, has a refrigerated warehouse.、Um, so we're going to move our inventory into th- that location.、Um, and I'm going to move the office into a location in Tokyo.、Um, and what we're trying to do is、um, set up a system that allows us to recruit、um, many, many different,、um, many more tea farms. Uh, tea producers, as well as we're thinking about getting into other types of food products such as uh, um, kombu and wakame, and、um, if possible, and this is, presents a logistics challenge, but you know, shoyu and miso and dashi.、Um, and so we would like to get into like, providing very high quality um, artisanal um, f- Japanese food stuffs that allows you to make.、Um, Uh, Japanese, Japanese food at home,、um, as well as、um, be able to. And the hard part of exporting is that there's a lot of regulations re,、um, surrounding different types of and different regulations that surround different types of food. So we'd like to be able to build a platform that can easily aggregate that information from suppliers as well as from government industry into one database、uh, that we can then. Um, easily say, okay, this tea or this, you know, this product is, a, is able to be shipped to this country, but not this country. Or if we need to ship it to this country, then we need these types of documentation、um, for, that, for、uh, the customs processing in that country. Right. Excellent.、Um, so that's, that's the, you know, how the company is starting to look like now in terms of being、um, the complexity of. Of uh, international um, food uh, export is very, it's a, it's a minefield. Right, because like, small producers cannot afford it. They're busy manufacturing. So a lot of them need your help.、Yeah. So, so good luck. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So,、uh, where can we find your updates online and social media? Um, you can find me、um, at the website at youknowme.life. You can find me on Instagram at y o u k n o w m e t or Twitter at y o u k n o w m e t、um, I am on Pinterest, but the Pinterest account is,、um, is kind of dormant right now. And I am on Clubhouse at Ian Chun.、Um, 
And so if anybody is on Clubhouse, please come and find me to talk about tea. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. So thank you so much for joining us today. And, and uh, well, thanks again for getting up so early in the morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for the time. So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanneeds at theheritageradionetwork.org or kikokatayama.com. Japan Needs is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. I engineer it's Aman Wang, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japan Needs is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.